Hello and welcome to episode 57 of The Worst Critics, where we review the latest and sometimes not so greatest movies, music, and more. As always, I'm Noah Davis. I'm John Pino. And we are not going to do news this week because why not? Figured we could change up the formula a little bit. We're going to skip everything, get straight to the good part. Yeah, we don't have to explain anything to you guys. Let's just shut up and listen. <laughs> straight to the action, as I was saying. <laughs> exactly. Thank you for uh, clearing that up for the fans out there. <clears throat> Let's jump right into it. We have The Butterfly Effect by Fetty Wap. Uh, you know, a man who is, let's say... Not as good as he once was, but you know, you know the um, rest of that. I don't know. Was he really good back then, or was he just so unique? Yeah, I think he rode his own hype somehow. Like, it was just, he didn't create it really, but he was still there and still hung on by the coattails. But, uh, like, it was, it was a couple things, right? It was his really interesting sound and voice, and he kind of made the trap beat that is now like so pervasive really pop you know what i mean i don't mean pop as in like emboldened i mean pop as in like pop music popular yeah, yeah pop track um, right. if you will yeah and then and that was with trap queen literally and then what well, he did like my way and then he like did a remix with drake yep, yep. and then he started becoming like a semi-public figure just at least like a celebrity rapper that people knew about because of his glaucoma and just like the music videos were crazy because they were like literal trap houses. Like, so I don't know. It was, I don't know. It was part his like personality part, his innovation, but I don't know that it was good. You know what I mean? Like, it was Oh just, yeah. That's what we're talking about. It was just uh, new. Right. Like, was it good? Is trap I, queen a good song? I Is think it's arguable. Good song? I think it's I think it's arguable that all of those things he did by making the trap sound pop is not necessarily a good thing, but I think right, let me it hit you with this. Took let me hit you with some this. skill. Uh, yeah, okay. I, I I'm not saying it's not skillful and art's very subjective, obviously, but like Trap Queen I think is iconic, it's historic, it's you know, important and it's you know, like contextualizable. But so is like Bohemian Rhapsody. Is Bohemian Rhapsody really a good song? And don't just say, is it stuck in my head and blah, blah, blah. I know it's a hot take, but like when you come to think of songs you want to listen to, is that ever a song you want to listen to? I mean, it pops up in my head. Shut up. No, it doesn't. It just, it's an earworm and it's a really great earworm. That doesn't mean, you know, that it's a great song. And Hot that's not to say it's not musically masterful. It's not to say that it's not a cool idea. It's definitely original. You know, it's definitely, like, important historically. But is it good? You know what I mean? I don't know how we got to <laughs> comparing Bohemian Rhapsody with Trap Queen. But I guess we are there. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm going to steer into the review for the album a little bit. <laughs> and talk about how... I thought at first, like listening to this album, I thought at first that it was almost an homage to his original sound and his come up sound. But then it became clear to me that he just hasn't moved past it at all. So he's just making the same exact music to this day, what uh, to this month or last month. Uh, it, it, it's almost hard to listen to, even though it's what less than 50 minutes, if that. 
Yeah, agreed. And my biggest thing is it almost it sounds like he's doing the same thing with like half the effort. And with the half the effort part, it almost sounds like his voice has changed. But just because there's like no emotion behind it. Like it's just he's just rap. You know what I mean? Like it's just not even rapping most of these songs. It's like singing. It doesn't come off as authentic anymore, weirdly. I mean, <laughs> that's nothing to say about his actual passion for the music, but when you're listening to it and then after the what twelfth song that sounds exactly like the previous eleven songs, uh you, you don't then understand. Six more to go. <laughs> yeah. And it's only forty minutes long. It, it kind of makes it hard to uh have any passion really once you're that once I, I tuned out of this album hard, like really hard. It became background music and I don't even think I was doing anything. It just yeah, it became it was, background it was, music. It was background music to boredom, yeah. which says a lot. But um, I don't know. It, it seemed like he was kind of repeating himself over and over. Uh, uh, what was the theme here? I get butterfly effects, you know, 13 and I'm deep, but I don't right. get the butterfly Ripples. effect. Yeah. Uh, uh, you put this album out and then get arrested for completely unrelated things. Maybe that's why he got arrested. Cause he put this album out and that got him some hype that got him some money, got him on uh what was it? Rolling loud. That was the festival. Maybe he got the rolling loud gig and boom, got arrested. So it really is the butterfly effect. If you think about it. Yep. He predicts the future with them. Uh, were there any songs you actually liked? Um, I actually, no cap did like the intro. Same. Yeah. Same. Cause it, it, it hadn't worn thin yet. I thought it was and totally fine. Then randomly, I think Yoshi was the one just short and sweet. And that one kind of kind annoyed of me like. for no reason, for no reason. It wasn't even as though it stood out. I think, I think just... that's when I tuned back in. I don't know mm. what the song's doing, but the, that beat had stood out at that point. Right, 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 right. It's really no different than any, like you could make a claim that none of these, like the production on this is not very good, but no, it feels like DJ Mustard days when he was at the forefront of every single production ever, ever for a while. Uh, it feels like that where it's just, uh, just, I don't know, with the, the claps and the very basic beats, the very basic chords. I, I, I don't know. There's a, there's something to that, that I don't care for, or that was, you know, lost on me, even when it was very popular, but, uh, I don't know if, if Maybe if these songs were separate from the album, I think I've made this or posited this idea for other albums. But if these songs were just their own songs and weren't on a project with 14 other songs that sound exactly the same, they might be good or you might want to listen to them more. But to sit through this album is uh, it's more of a chore than anything. And that's yeah. that's not good. Yeah, and at 40 minutes, so it's <laughs> Very short. I mean, 40 minutes is nothing compared to some albums we've listened to this past year. Uh, so, yeah, that's really not saying anything good. I mean, the, just the Adele album was, like, the same length or longer. It was It was definitely longer. Yeah, it was, it was definitely an hour longer. long. Yeah, that, that didn't feel half as hard to listen to as this did. No. So, using that math, I'd probably only give this, like, a 4-5. Maybe a five. Four point five? Yeah. Four to five, so four point five, you know, whatever you want to do with that average. I don't know, man. Four point five kind of seems high. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I thought there was like that, that, that's what I'm saying. If if these songs are separated, 
So I think there is some, you know what, no, some no, sort of right. positive. We, we, we've, we've had this argument before. There's remarkable, there's unremarkable, and then there's remarkable because it's dog shit. You know what I mean? And this is <laughs> yeah. unremarkable. Yeah. Like, I don't even care to comment. Exactly. So. Exactly. Yeah, it's the four perfect we'll four to five range. Yeah, four or five. Oh, yeah, four or five. Uh, yeah. Uh, you want to move on to the humans? Uh, uh, adaptation of a play, apparently. And it was directed by said playwright Stephen Karam, 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 whatever you want to say that. Um, uh, yeah, do you want to start with this one? Sure. Um, yeah. I literally knew zero things about it, not a goddamn thing, except for Stephen Yoon, because you had said that to right. me. Um, I, because I had no expectations, was satisfied by what I watched. It did feel a touch long, um, and I don't want to go into specifics yet, but just, like, on the whole, it was actually a totally fine movie that I'd probably recommend. I just have so many questions, and this one, unlike something like The Father or Annette or, like, these other... Like what I'm sure what was it called the whale that we're gonna watch soon? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, like these are for the most part plays that seem interesting that probably got amplified by the movie media form, and this one probably in the same vein got amplified. But I, I like I immediately got taken out of the movie thinking about what the play must have looked like because how the fuck did they do this as a play? Well, I see, I was so curious about that because I'll I'll loop it around. I'll come back to this. Uh, But the obvious comparison is to the father, I think. So the father, you can envision the play exactly. It's not hard to envision the father as a play. You're just like, okay, yeah, yeah. Just one room set pretty much, you know, maybe another room here and there. You turn off the lights, you switch set real quick. You get it, right? Uh, But this movie almost comes off as too movie like in a weird way so it's hard to like you said it's hard to imagine as a play so i looked it up and apparently the play uh if it's like a big production it's a two set or it's a two floor set and you see both uh you know both levels at the same time so there so the lights like will be on the bottom walk downstairs right? get off stage and then walk up they literally right. have two floors yeah well my i guess my thing and, with the play component that I thought was like where they really leaned into what the movie could make this do, which I'm cool with. Yeah. If you're going to just give me a play, give me the play. You know what I mean? Like I'm glad that they did take movie elements into this, but some of the camera work, I was like, movies lose me. I'm probably being a bit of a fucking, um, Philistine about it, but I'm like, uh, it's art. Cool. You don't have to show off your camera work for this long. You don't have to do these, like, long tracking shots. Like, on the occasion, they were making the movie more suspenseful, and I got their utility. Or on occasion, they were making, like, a distraction point of, like, hey, look at this thing. But meanwhile, the real thing's happening, like, unfocused in the background, like what a lot of horror movies do or something. Like, um, a movie I recently rewatched was... uh, fucking a24 scary hereditary mm. um and in that movie there's always like a little fucking weirdo in their house like running in the background if you like rewatch it um that is a very interesting use of what's focused in frame and what's like happening behind and this movie did that like twice but literally the intro the like 
credited intro. The apartment which, shots? Yeah, I was like, this isn't building anything in my mind. This is just making me watch the credits, which I get. Maybe more people should do and blah, blah, blah. People who aren't actors and are part of the crew are people too, but I'm also like, do I care? No, uh, well, I I, th- I think I have a hot take because that's really the only part of the movie that I thought, oh, this is actually really neat. <laughs> Just shots of the interior of a an apartment uh, courtyard, you know, such as that to make different shapes or what have you. Uh, because I don't know, this movie, I get what it's trying to do. I I totally understand its intentions with creating this tension with family gatherings and. Like things being boiled up or boiling over and being bottled up. I get all that. I just don't know if I cared for its execution, like, at I, all. I actually maybe? thoroughly enjoyed the movie until the literal, like, final 15 minutes where dad's, like, mopey and scared because the lights keep going out and was, like, by himself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, the, the fake horror, I think that's where I take issue with because. See, I kind of liked some of the fake court. Like when mom was scared to go to the bathroom upstairs, I thought it was fine. I wasn't like impressed by it. I didn't think it, it needed to be there, but it wasn't offensive. At the end where the dad was alone, I was like, I don't know what you're trying to do, but it's annoying. Right. No, I, I yeah. And, and, or when the uh, the exercise ball drops down the stairs. Uh, so it's clear to me that uh, uh, Stephen Karam knows what he's doing or knew what he was doing and trying to build this weird atmosphere and uh, just this tension. But I don't know. It comes off as uh, as though it can't choose what it wants to be kind of problem for me. Uh, it, really? it feels like it's could have been a super introspective play or sorry, a, a character drama with just a script because that's how it comes off half the time. Or it could have been this kind of, weird topsy-turvy horror movie where nothing's really scary about it uh, other than it's just a family movie. And I think it tries to do both those things without really committing to either one. And that's my problem with the movie is that uh, it, it feels like all that setup is for not, you know, it's just, there, there's nothing, there's nothing at the end of the tunnel. It's just a long tunnel that, uh, you know, got you from one place to another. Just, okay. All right. We're out of yep. here. And yeah, agreed. So that that feels underwhelming to me just because I don't know, because it's shot. Well, I thought the score uh, complemented all the scenes very nicely. I thought the acting was fine. Uh, I thought uh, I wrote it down. Richard Jenkins and Jane Howdy shell. Her name, I think, is Howdy shell is the parents. Uh, I think those two were phenomenal in their jobs as I thought, you know, the parents, the grandma. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I just she was such a small part that I didn't really I wasn't going to mention it. but yeah, she's like ninety-two. I mean, yeah, yeah, she looks, <laughs> she looks about there. I mean, you know, if I had to guess, no, but I mean, she's not literally a senile person, so that's like really good acting. You know what I mean? Like to be like, ninety-two and have that kind of emotional and cognitive control to look like you're that debilitated, like reverse Clint Eastwood. Yeah, that's exactly, <laughs> exactly that. Uh, but yeah so there's a there's a there's a ton of elements that i uh really enjoy about this movie but without any payoff or uh uh, any really building like world not even world building but just development any development without any of those developments except for that last you know little emotional drama 
I, I, I felt like I, I, it was kind of grasping at straws. There's just, there's nothing there. It was just, uh, yeah. it was a movie. I feel like this was a classic things that I don't like about plays where like it really tries to be art, but I think when you really try to be art, you diminish from the art. You know what I mean? Like when music is really captivating, it's not trying to be really captivating. Kendrick Lamar doesn't go like, how can I make the most people, you know, understand my life? He's just like, I'm going to fucking talk about my life in a very real way and what sounds good to me. Right. He does, like, I really feel it. like the broad appeal is not necessarily like at the forefront of the thought. And this really just strikes me as like a group of probably white men like sitting around and talking about how they can profit off of exposing like the most extremes of human emotion or like human behavior and like oh we're really going to show what like a real dinner is like and yes at times i was like wow this is like really good dialogue or this is like really good character writing and i think it ended up becoming like a case study in character writing and dialogue and not a movie yep and i'm like yep <laughs> like we didn't have to make this a movie like you could have just showed your homies this plot and shown other writers this or not plot the screenplay and been like look take a look yeah, cool. All right. I, I, I could not agree more, honestly. I think that's a more succinct way of uh, what I was trying to get at. Uh, I I don't know, man. I, I It's kind of hard to score this movie because I want to give it a super low score because it's not it's not, you know, trash. It's not it's not garbage by any means. It's just really not my cup of tea at all. You know, so uh, I think it's because I asked things. for a cup of tea and this gave me like all the raw leaves like unprocessed (laughs) and a cup and hot water actually just water but a kettle and it was like figure it out (laughs) yeah uh yeah and that 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 leaves something it probably makes a good cup of tea but do i want to put it together to do that no yeah i just don't really care if it's just gonna be normal tea you know whatever (laughs) uh but yeah uh, do you have a score for it or any other notes uh no other notes really i mean it's not an unwatchable thing i think we're being really harsh on it because it probably could have been been something awesome yes and it just was like meh <laughs> yeah so i, I think <laughs> yeah. like a six like a hard six is fine so, yeah hard six totally fine with that very hard six uh, <clears throat> yeah well i think i'm not sure if the director's intention or the production company's intention but i think there's a very direct comparison to the father uh whether it be the the camera or the color palette or the tone or the name of the movie uh it, it like it, it it's gonna have that comparison so when we compare it to something like that it's i don't know comes off as a six out of ten like we said just not run of the mill just uh nothing special nothing nothing you know uh it, it's unique i'll give you that and i you know i try to enjoy unique things but when it's just uh kind of boring i mean i i hate using that but when it's kind of boring i i nothing uh it's it's not doing anything for me but uh any other notes i'm just i was looking at so the father was made in 2012 mm-hmm. the humans was made in 2015 okay the humans won a Tony and right. was a finalist for a Pulitzer Prize. Wow, okay. Plays are a different universe, huh? Yeah, and I'm like, how? 
What? Well, I'm telling you, maybe the two-story thing really adds to the ambiance and the character developments and the drama. Maybe it's even, oh, when they're at one story of the house, it's more dramatic than they are when they're at another. You know, like there's there are things I think that could play around with that this movie just doesn't really doesn't come across as such. So I don't really I don't really care to uh, watch it again to contextualize anything, really. You know, we never talked about it, but I was very fine with Amy Schumer. I mean, she's fine. I don't think she like, did anything, but no. no she didn't captivate me. You know, she yeah. didn't blow me away, but at times I forgot she was Amy Schumer, which I think is the point of a good actor or actress. Yeah, she definitely played the character. That's it. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, just that, that last little bit. You know what? I'll 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 put in the last little bit. Stephen Young or his uh, performance and character, meh. I'm not saying it's his fault. I was just like, meh. Like, Very this meh. is Stephen it, Young. It did, it did strike me. Uh, again, I'm sure this guy's probably not white. Like, I think if I remember correctly, he was like, uh, I mean, I'm going to not guess. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what his name is. Don't assume. Stephen Karam. He's Lebanese American, but I go like, what does he, you know what I mean? Like, how is he writing that character in a captivating way? You know, he's not apparently from this movie. Yeah, he's not. <laughs> maybe the script is totally different from the actual play. Well, and they could have they could have really leaned into like like I feel like they just barely I don't know. I guess he's like not even an in law, so why would they focus on him? Like I get it, but Still, like though, part of the family. The movie doesn't really focus on any one of the people's perspective. Uh. Uh-uh. So. Well, I don't think it focuses like, on the main girl's the daughter, the main daughter who moves into the Stephen Young's girlfriend. Yeah, Beanie. I feel like she didn't get any any work put into her character whatsoever. Like I don't think any of them are the main character. Right. I think okay, it's right. like the apartment is like the main character. Ooh. Almost. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. But, well, oh, my, and my only saying for that is like it's because none of them are really flushed out like the dialogue where they participate as characters are good, but like the flushing out of backstories or like developing any kind of like emotional interest in why they're saying the things they're saying. Like Amy Schumer's drama is very real, but the fact that it's her, I don't care about because I, they really did not invest me in her law studies. They really didn't invest me in her, you know, whatever ex fiance or ex girlfriend's fucking problems. You know, like the relationship was never established. So I didn't care that it, recently ended yeah I, same I, with Steven Yoon like he's like oh you know I was depressed in my early 30s bro that was like two years ago you said you were 35 right <laughs> yeah I was like this writing doesn't even seem that good so I don't know maybe I take back the writing good comment and I want to say like it was captivating at times like it was really good at times but yes. not always the high peaks and low lows low valleys you know uh, I, now that you're saying that, I kind of want to say without the development and without any of the payoff, these characters all come off as rather two dimensional, even though this movie is clearly trying to make you think that's five, not five. the case. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> like after talking about it, no, I, I, I think it still gets a six on it. it. Listen, it's well put together. Uh, you, you gotta give it credit in knowing what it wanted to what do. What about all I the think. Catholic themes? Are we going to talk about that? That was fine. I, again, it's just all two-dimensional now. It's, it's hard to look past that now because all the characters are almost stereotypes of themselves, almost flanderized within the movie they're in, uh, which is kind of crazy. But uh, I don't know. That, 
I don't really care about this movie at the end of the maybe a five five. Maybe a five five. Maybe this is my long way of saying five five. I'm five five. I'm five five. I'm in. I'm sold. All right. The humans, uh, not as good as it should have been. Five five from the worst critics. And that will actually be it for episode fifty seven. Catch us next week on episode fifty eight where we will talk about Netflix's Red Notice and Khaled's Scenic Drive. And maybe we'll keep changing things up because we can. So, yeah, yeah. we can literally do anything we want. We are, uh, yeah. we're yeah, the gods I'm naked here. right now. You just don't even know. That's what God does, right? He just sits there naked and does whatever he wants. You wouldn't know, would you? Join us on episode 58 next week. As always, this has been The Worst Critics. I'm Noah Davis. I'm John Pina. And we're out of here.